When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, Australia. Welcome back to My Millennial Money. Welcome to 2021. I'm your host, Glenn James, and this is... John Pigeon. And we are back, baby. We're badder than ever, and I've had a bit of a break. John, you probably always break, so whatever. Oh, what well, dude. I'm so charged. I had uh, three weeks break, and uh, I am back. Nice. To launch this year, we are launching not only the podcast this year, we are launching the My Money Journal. Now, this is a way for you to really plan your year. It's a way to get out of your own head, get your thoughts onto paper and get them out into the ether. Uh, So, the team has put together the My Money Journal and it's under 50 bucks uh, plus a little bit of postage, but it's a way for you to support the podcast uh, because we do value your support. But We've got a variety of topics in this journal and it's the first day we've done the hard launch. So, it's not a journal that is a templated date journal. So, it's not, you know, January 1, do this, February 1, do that. It's designed for you to pick up and complete at whatever stage you're at. I I would imagine a good time to do this is at the start of the year or if you're at the start of a new season. Now, for example, we do a little bit about goals and we'll be touching, you know, why goals might not be the first go-to for all things. But for example, you can write down things about uh, roadblocks in your life. So, what is your roadblock? And what's the best thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? What external factors are stopping you? And how will it improve your life when you get through this roadblock? So, that's one page of the 144 pages in this where it's just thought-provoking questions to get you out of your mind and get them onto paper, your thoughts, that is. Uh, There's another question about if you're stuck in a bit of a comfort zone, you know, why are you comfortable here? What fears do you have when stepping out? Uh, The things that could be learned by stepping through this fear and the growth in your life you'll see in your business or your financials if you make these steps happen. So, we'll be talking more about this journal over the coming weeks, but I really wanted to thank for being the driver behind this, Jess Knaus, for really helping us proof it. And I'll thank me for getting in the way and annoying the girls. So, thank you so much. There's a link in the show notes if you want to get behind uh, the My Money Journal. We sold a heap of pre-orders through the Facebook book through the Facebook book at the end of last year. Uh, So, we're excited to bring this to you this year. So, welcome to 2021. Rowan Dredge joins us. Uh, He was on episode 340 at the end of last year talking about personal leadership. I think Rowan's a leadership specialist. He's taught leaders all around the world. Uh, He's just a breath of fresh air in the mindset space as far as I'm concerned. And we welcome Rowan back to the podcast. Welcome to 2021. Welcome to My Millennial Money again, Rowan. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm. stoked. It's so good to be here. And I will say right at the start that that journal is well worth getting because I'm looking at it in real life and it's uh, it's a high quality experience. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you're looking at something on the line, you go, is it any good? Yeah. You know, what's it like? It's a really, really enjoyable experience. So, do yourself a favour. That will be a really good investment. And do you know what we did? Um, and this we'll- is not a paid advertising. No, but- <laughs> there will not appear sponsored by my millennial money on my Instagram here. Um, it, it's good. Yeah. And, you know- we're going to talk about maybe coming out of last year, but we know one thing. Everyone's used to bloody QR codes now. Mm. So, I said to the girls, throw a QR code in the front of it. They can scan the QR code that takes them to an interactive page that we can kind of update. There'll be downloadable things, uh, feedback from the journal, all that stuff. 
Uh, so we're really excited to get this because I don't know about you, John, but when you are relaxed, when you're on holidays, mm, you've got all ever. these yeah, you've got all these thoughts. Yes. So it's like over the Christmas New Year break, we all have some downtime. We're going to change the world, aren't we? Yeah. We're going to change our life. I'm losing weight for the last 15 years um, every Christmas, <laughs> but we fall back into the rat race and we yeah. put a lot of pressure on ourselves. No, no, I think having an interactive journal like that is a fantastic way to do it because I don't know about you, Ron, but I like to refer back to things uh, and January 5, walk the dog, whatever, That that's all well and good, but... We don't all set the goals at the same time. We, we don't have all roadblocks at the same time. So to be able to go back and, and um, mm-hmm. I suppose portion out what we need out of it is awesome. Yeah. And I didn't expect John to keep promoting the journal, but we did. But Well, it's, I was just got on Rowan's bandwagon. I was yeah. pretty passionate and pumped up myself. But uh, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Now, I wanted to, before we talk about, you know, reimagining our 2021 and five big ideas that we're going to extract from Rowan's head. I like to sometimes when we talk about different topics, uh, particularly us on the podcast here as hosts and guests, I like to pin our flag on the hill. So, you know, we talk, I did an episode at the end of last year and we talking about climate change and I said, look, I'm just pinning my flag on the hill that I'm not a climate denier, just so everyone knows my vibe going into, into the discussion. So, Ro, to pin your flag on the hill, like everyone knows last year was pretty crap. But what are your thoughts coming out of last year into 2021 for your own life? Yeah, there's no doubt that last year was a series of things that people didn't expect. But I have to say, for me, as I think about the year ahead, having had some time off with the family, looking forward to what we're, what we're doing, I'm super optimistic. I really am. I think we've got an opportunity to be thinking about the lessons from last year, and how we can actually leverage them for the year that's ahead of us. My buddy Darren Hill said this when it was all going on. He goes, you know, leaders aren't finding themselves. He goes, leaders are finding a way. Mm. And if you think about that as not just a good idea but a piece of insight, I think we'll actually see momentum and progress and innovation and even pace pick up this year as well. And I'm looking forward to that, particularly with what I do and, and how we deliver it and how people experience it. Yeah. John, what what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, I'm on the same page. I think 2020 was, I think if I had one word for it, I think it made people feel vulnerable, um, vulnerable in maybe their health, uh, maybe got to look in the mirror and think maybe, geez, I don't want to contract this disease uh, or this virus, um, so I need to make sure I'm on top of my game there. Maybe vulnerable with their work, so uh, am, am I safe with my work and income coming in? So I think um, what that meant was maybe empathy and connection out the other side of it. Um, if we weren't affected by it directly, we were able to go and empathise with others that were. Um, but then 2021, I think... Yes, yeah, there's so much opportunity. I think it's uh, we're in an awesome space here to to leapfrog in all areas of our life, and uh, it was a really good wake up call for everyone concerned, whether they were involved directly or not. Yeah, and I reckon, like from a pure financial standpoint, you know, if you did get through last year, fine, you can get through anything. If you didn't get through as good as what you might have thought. That's totally okay, but I just want you to remember so you can start to put some plans in your life and that might be as simple as I've made the decision I'm not running on the line financially. Mm. I'm going to have a cash buffer. I've made the decision I'm not getting into this debt cycle because if I lose my job overnight, I just don't want that stress. So I think it was a for me personally, you know, I run a business, be it the media business and the podcast and all that, like yeah, we had sponsors that I had all this stuff lined up and overnight the tap was turned off, mm. but we got through it. So, if we can get through that, we can get through anything. And I just think it was a, particularly when the lockdowns first started, you know, I've got a photo of my, on my phone. Uh, I was driving over the Harbour Bridge, you know, at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday night, which would have usually been packed. I was the only car on there. Yeah. And I allegedly may have taken that myself while driving but it was just a moment in time. Mm. The f- uh, maybe only a hundred year window to be in a city at peak hour, 
or you know, still pretty busy, 8 p.m., that I was the only car. So, it was this eerie time, but I'm really optimistic. I'm optimistic for the My Millennial Money community. Uh, All throughout last year and over the break, there's been continuous testimonies of people kicking ass with their money. And I'm just decided to double down this year that, you know, Glenn James is not your guru. John's not your guru. Rowan's not your guru. We're just here to facilitate a conversation. Mm. We're here for you to encourage you with your money. And I want to I want to do better than I've ever done before with my own money. But I want the community to come with us. And I'm really excited for this year. Same. And I think for me personally, in the team environment with, you know, all our team members in Simo Interactive who runs this podcast and all the podcasts that we've got, like we've just launched um, or about to my millennial health podcast. So our team's growing. I want to be the best kind of leader of the team that I can be and take the team and the community on the journey with us. So all that being said, Ro, I want to throw to you, I want us to reimagine 2021 or reimagine our year. Uh, Talk to us, what's some useful tools that we can, I don't know, put in our pocket or even if, you know, what's a way or if there's one thing that you want people to take away from this, you know, 45 minutes we've got together, what is that? Yeah, like through the lens of leadership, I think it's really important to think about what's ahead of us. And as we sit and have this conversation, we have the most resource ahead of us of any time in the year. We're, we're a few days into the year. We're a couple of weeks into the year. It's not that far. And I think that's one of the reasons why we said earlier, people, you know, we've had our holiday, we've either lost weight and someone else has found it, or we've found it and someone else has lost it. Either way, we're thinking it's got to be a little bit better. It's got to be a little bit different. And I really loved what John just said as part of the introduction. I think we're being better humans Mm. coming into the year, and I appreciate that. I like smartening things down. I've learned that from one of my mentors, Matt. And if I was to say to, to people, you only think about two things this year, then I would say, think about direction and think about determination, just those two things. And I, I think if you take those two big ideas and run them through a personal leadership filter, a team leadership filter, an organizational leadership filter, you'll actually get a lot of value from it. Mm. It's an interesting two points and I, it wasn't the two that I thought were going to come out of your mouth, which is why I thought 340 episode last year with you was the best one of the year, no disrespect to all the others. What, what do you mean specifically by um, determination? Like how would you surmise that? Yeah, great great question. So the the uh, the basis of the idea is, in, is, is caught up in Angela Duckworth's idea of grit. And uh, her book, Grit, is a fantastic book. It's a very, very good resource. And she set out to figure out why talented people didn't make it and why less talented people did. And she comes up with this idea. In fact, I was talking to my son about this over the holidays. And uh, I said, mate, you know what? You're a really clever young man. But I want to tell you something, and this is in Angela's book, Effort Counts Twice. So when I talk about the idea of determination, it's actually suggesting that at some point over the course of the year, it's going to get hard. Mm. At some point over the, over the course of the year, you're going to hit a roadblock, there's going to be a problem, somebody will say something about you on social media or they'll make a complaint or they won't buy your thing or whatever it is, it'll be hard. Mm. And uh, you'll make it hard. You'll get in your own way. The question then becomes is, what will you do that keeps putting the effort in towards your North Star, towards what it is that you, you're moving towards? And again, smarten this down. Think about this in a way that's simple without being simplistic. Mm, love that. There's a quote that uh, Samuel Goldwyn said, and he was a um, one of the executive producers out in Hollywood. Well, I think that's where the, uh, the quote is looking like it's come from, uh, but he talked about the harder I work, the luckier I get. Mm. So that resonated with me with like effort counts twice. It's funny you said, you know, that determination, the direction. I kind of think like if we step back and not say, I've got a goal of I want to save and buy a house or I've got this traditional goal 
with pay off my debt. Awesome. We need those undercurrent things. But I think what you're saying is let's step back and just be proactive. And I don't know. I just think the areas of our life that we pay attention to, that we're active in, that we're intentional with, whether it's our money, our relationships, our work, that kind of will take care of itself. It's it's a really important idea to think about as you were as you were just sort of setting up this part of the conversation I'm thinking about the difference between the view that I'm looking at and the window that I'm looking out. So what we're talking about here is the window that we're looking out. What's our framework for thinking about how I can have the most effective year that is ahead of me? We'll never have more time. We'll never have more energy. If you've had a holiday, you'll never have more clarity than you've got right now for the start of the year. And so what I'm saying is create a way of looking at the year that helps you paint a picture that you're excited about. Mm. Uh, Create a way to think about what it is that you'd love to achieve. So direction's important because the direction you are pointed in right now in any and every area of your life will determine your destination. Yeah. So so with that, if you if you're applying effort but you don't know where you're applying it to, i.e. you haven't got a goal that everyone sets at the start of the the year um can that effort be misused i suppose in the wrong direction one of my favorite story old school management stories is these two people and they're moving rapidly towards the goal that they've set and one turns to the other and says i don't know if we're going where we need to be going the other says be quiet we're making such good time i don't want to stop (laughs) right and so that that idea of of being really determined, real gritty Mm. and saying, I'm going to give this my best shot, but having no clear picture of where you want to end Mm. up Mm. just means you arrive where you don't want to be faster. Yeah. And you look around and you're like, that's a little disappointing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Why did I fail? Yeah. So on this direction slash determination thing, I'll encourage you to have a click of the link in the show notes because I'm going to get Ro to put together, if you can turn it around quickly, (laughs) a bit of a guest blog post and we'll put an image of this matrix that you've got. So can you just walk us through this type of matrix and maybe the four camps that we could end up in? Yeah, it's it's a really good way of thinking about it. So for a start, it's what we call a judgmental quadrant and it's designed to actually place you somewhere where you don't want to be or somewhere where you might be. So if you imagine on the left-hand side, we've got direction and you've got you've got really clear direction at the top and really poor direction at the bottom. And on the the bottom part of the uh, of the quadrant, you've got determination. And at the end you've got I've got high determination at the the right-hand side and in the bottom corner you've got low determination. And so you really you get four options. And, and what will happen is to people listening to this is they'll They'll say, ah, that's exactly what I'm like. So where you probably don't want to be, but some of us might be, is when you've got like really poor direction, you don't know where you want to end up and you've got really low determination. And I, the way I say is that's you, you're busy doing nothing. Which can lead to frustration. Oh, in every area. And it might actually lead to, to even greater levels of ignorance. So you, you might be the, the frog in the kettle, so to speak, you know, the metaphor of just things are getting worse around you, but you're not aware of it. So, but if you become aware of it, you're frustrated because you're spinning your wheels, but you're still working full time. Mm. You're not making progress on your finances. You're not deciding that the direction, the window I'm looking out is I will be responsible for my money. The pitch you want to look at is paid off my credit cards. Yeah, And so this is what, I'm not anti-goals. We'll get to that. And because I was going to jump in and say then, it's like this no direction, it's probably because there's no underpinning goal anyway. There's, that- there's nothing compelling. There's no narrative that you want to live into. Yeah. That's that's the whole hero's journey. Like what, what, what can I be? What can I do mm. that's inspiring, not just to me, but actually contributes to others? But, but have you replaced the word goal with direction? I don't think so. I think goals live under this. And, and I think, again, I would actually place goal. It's a good question. I would place 
goals after direction. Right. Direction is saying, where do we want to end up? So, for example, I got here because I placed an end result into a, a, a methodology that would help me get here, maps. And there was two or three different ways to get here. They uh, used up a resource that I had called time and petrol and various other things, but I still set right, the, the, the direction and the destination got set and then everything in between happens as it happens. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think you, your goals are. When you know this is the direction I'm going in. Mm. So, for example, I want to think about the direction I, I'd like to go in my marriage. Yeah. You know, I just in just over a month after the conversation that we're having now, I'll be married 24 years. Wow. And so I go, okay, wow, you know, but my parents have been married 55. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's some direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about health? What about wellness? So it's not that you don't do goals, but you put goals after you set this big idea of direction. Another word for it might be intention. Sure. Another word for it might be end end game. Like there's other ways to think about it, but it's a. Andy Stanley said it's your direction, not your intention that determines your destination. Uh. And I turn around if I if my health is facing in the direction of fast food three times a week, that's taking me somewhere. Yeah. Do I want to end up there? Mm. Is that because there's no undercurrent of the goal that I want to be a better person in terms of my health? Yeah, well, the, mm. the, the, the bit that changes it is a compelling destination. Now, if you want to interchange destination and goal, you can. I, I, I probably wouldn't because I think destination gives you a little bit more colour. Well, it's exciting for people who have set goals for 20 years and never reached them. Yeah, and, and the whole thing is it's like we, with our personal finance, if we bring it right back to money because, you know, it's a money podcast and all this stuff – you will do better with your money if your life is underpinned by some goal or direction. Mm. Like it's as simple as that because you're not in this bottom left quadrant of frustration, busy doing nothing. So I'll let's give, talk. I'll give you an example for us. We set a direction pre-COVID that we were going to be responsible for every dollar that comes into our home. And as we sit here, in within a year, in less than a year, we have no credit card debt and more money in the bank than we've ever had. Mm. So, and we set the direction. The direction wasn't the goal is we're going to save. The goal is we're going to pay off credit cards. Mm. The direction is we're going to be responsible with every dollar that comes into our home. Mm. So that's um, back to James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. I want to be a runner. I don't want to just run a marathon. Mm. So I'm going to learn to just run every day. Yeah, the identity piece is really important. Yeah. yeah. And this plays into that because if I set a goal, and James Clear's a great example, if I set a goal that my identity can't support, I won't follow through on it. Yeah. Mm. But if I can imagine an end game, if I can imagine a direction, I actually want to be a life-giving husband. I actually want to be a memory-making father. Mm. I'll, I'll get to this when I talk about how themes are better than goals. Yeah. But Yeah. But, uh, so the other kind of three things in the quadrant, um, let's go to the extreme opposite of frustrated, which is the top right of the window, and that's motivated. So you're motivated. Well, this is the aspiration right. where you've got a really clear direction and you've got deep levels of determination. Mm. What happens when you're doing that? You actually know where you're headed. Mm. You know what it what it's going to take yeah, to get there. Proof, and you're willing to put the effort in to uh, to, to, to make it happen. Mm. And that means you're getting up at the time you need to get up. You're going to bed at the time you need to go to bed. Mm. But when you've got a really clear sense of... This is where I'm headed. That's the, the colour and the picture and the light and the sound that I'm after. And you're willing to do the hard work to get there, then I, I think that is what we call motivated because Damn. motivation isn't necessarily something that ebbs and flows based on the circumstances. Mm. I think motivation knows there's going to be some challenges and it toughs it out while they're there. 
Yeah. So, can I jump in there and just ask because, you know, the three of us having a conversation here, there's a lot of people listening. I want to talk to those who are listening right now just as a sidebar. I want to really encourage you for this year, if you haven't started thinking already by listening to this, what's your direction of the year? Have you? And I honestly, Ro, I don't care if someone goes, my direction is... I want to end the year stronger than what I started. Like, are we just looking for signs of life? Are we just looking movement at the station? Like, because there's lots of different people listening. And just, I was, I was thinking like in this, my money journal, my millennial journey, whether they call it, my money journal, um, there's a, a page at the start and it's almost just like a brain dump. Um, so, it just goes, let's start by thinking big. And it's basically write down as many different dreams or goals for your own life. And then the next page goes, right, sweet, you've, you've done that. Let's pick three. So, it's almost like filters. So, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I just yeah. wanted to kind of pause and acknowledge everyone listening and just say, I just want you to think of even one direction to head this year. If it's your career, awesome. If it's, you know, my relationship sucks this year, I want a direction of bridging that gap. If I've got no money and I'm sick of living a week on week, awesome. And if you need a little bit of help with that, reverse engineer. So do destination mm. and then you come back to your current reality right. and, that, and then you draw a straight line between the two and that sets direction. So let's take, let, let's take money as an example. So somebody's been uh, listening to the podcast. They know they've got to do certain things. They know they need to have their emergency fund and pay off debt and various other things like that. And they've got a good income. And they're doing well. Yeah. So you go, okay, all right, I need to do those things. So they're all these end goals that you'll be really, really proud of. And then you come back and then you look at the end goals. And this is why direction becomes important. You say, what what are those end goals about? What is the what are those destinations really about? Because that picks up the identity piece. That picks up the the uh, the contextual piece, I'll, I'll, I'll say it that way. Mm. So you heard me say earlier, I want to be a memory-making dad, right? That is a direction for me. That, that doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter what where my kids are or what they're doing. It doesn't matter where, where I am and what I'm doing. I, when I say one of the things I want to do is be a memory-making dad, that sets the direction. Yep. Yep. So with money, I go, okay, well, this now means I'm going to... As I said, we set the direction that said we're going to be responsible for every dollar that comes into our home. I'm the spender, Megan's the saver, and I've hardly spent anything this year. And I actually said to Megan, you know what I noticed? The less I spend, the less I want to spend. Yeah. Yeah. And so- And that's compelling. The more you save and the more you see money in your savings account, mm. the more you'll want to add to it. It's a motivator. Yeah. So would you say, Rowan, that yeah, okay, we've we've we're setting some direction, uh, and we're applying some effort. Are we doing that in maybe the highest values of our life? Like when we sit down at the start of the year. If if I'm listening in now, am I getting out a big butcher paper um, piece and and staying? What are my four most important areas? And I then set that direction. Yeah, that's that's the way I would ap- approach it. I think again. I think we make these things far too complicated. Mm. And so I'd be saying to everyone that's listening to us, figure out where you want to end up, destination, direction, have a think through what it's going to take to get there because that will, it'll require some sacrifice and effort and cost. Mm -hmm. And then look at the biggest payoff areas of your life. And there are not that many. Not because you don't have a great life, but because, because when you look at, the way your life works, it's going to be sense of self, mm. your key relationships, health, finances, and then something maybe aspirational or inspiring yeah. a- around that. Yeah. And I'll pick that up when I talk about when we talk about big idea number one. Yeah, which and well, the big idea number one that you've written uh, that you've given me that themes are better than goals, uh, and I want to get back to that. But for the sake of time. The other quadrants or the four quadrants in the matrix, which I'll just encourage everyone to click the show notes, see the image, uh, but there's uh, disappointed, top left, make it happen and you're motivated, top right, bottom right, uh, you're confused. Um, So you've maybe put all this 
energy in and no you're real. working really hard but you don't know where you're trying to end yeah, up no direction but heaps of determination i want yeah. to do something oh, yeah. yeah but is yeah. it really worthwhile yeah so we're basically there's four things disappointed motivated confused and frustrated and you'll probably find one leg in either camp at some point in your life I'll give you one example before we move on. So as far as direction goes, I've actually chosen a big word for my decade. And funnily enough, it's around, it, it does have attachments to finance, but not exclusively, it's prosperity. But what I've done is I've got my big, my big directional word for the decade is prosperity for all. And when I say that, to me, that is crystal clear because I've worked out how that shapes direction. So not just financial prosperity, but prosperity in relationships, health, family, kids, networks, not just about getting, but also about giving. Mm. And so you can just say prosperity, full stop, for all, full stop, and you get this unicorn explosion, rainbow glitter gun go off of ideas and thoughts and ways of Mm. understanding just because I've set that big directional Mm. idea that sits there. Mm. Now, it takes a lot of work to get there, but even, as you can tell, even just sharing it with you Mm. still excites me. Yeah, okay. This is good because, you know, we've talked about reimagining 2021. So, I want to encourage people, maybe you can pick your theme for this year. Mm. Pick a word. Pick, pick a word. It might be, you know what, contentment. You know, I've, I've just have not been happy. Um, I know it's not like a clinical depression type situation. It's just I'm not content with what I've got. So how can you move to to do that? Very good example. So the first idea that you kind of had, you know, these themes are bigger than goals. Is it true to say? The theme of last year for you was we're just responsible for every dollar that comes in this place. In terms of our finances, yep. absolutely. Yep. That, that's a really good way of thinking about yep. it. But again, I'm not anti-goals. I just think they need to live somewhere. Yeah. And so it because the statistics tell us that that up to 80% of people around, you know, roughly 80% of people within four to eight weeks of setting goals Stop mm. doing it. Mm. And we, so there's something around the way we're doing it that's not working. Yeah. So I'm not anti-goals. I just think they've got to live somewhere more compelling and they've got to live somewhere that creates far a far deeper energetic commitment. Mm. So when I talk about the idea that themes are better than goals, I want you to think about it this way. If a theme is the heading, mm. a goal is a bullet point. Yeah. And so when it comes to themes... I just simply say to people, you just think about the responsibilities and the roles that you've got in life. That's a great place to start. Yeah. Mm. And so, again, make it simple without being simplistic. But uh, as I thought about these, I only have six life themes. I'm I'm a husband. I'm a son. I'm a husband, a father, and a son, and I do son slash friend, so just keep that on the same line. And I'm a leader, a communicator, and a mentor. Yeah. So the first three are my responsibilities. I give up on those and people stop respecting you. Yeah. And the other three are actually my my, – my, 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 sorry, the first three are roles, so husband, father, a friend, and the, the next three – are responsibilities. They're actually ways I do life. Mm-hmm. I run a business, I run a practice, I deliver this to leaders, teams and organisations. And so, and then under each of those six themes, firstly, I have a, a, uh, a describing adjective. So I don't just want to be a husband, I want to be a particular kind of husband. Right. And then under that, I look for my goals. Right. That's what I mean by themes are better than goals. Okay, so can I give a real life example that hopefully makes uh, clear for me and and the listeners as well. My goal 12 years ago was to complete an Ironman triathlon, right? Um, Trained nine, ten months of the year and got that goal done. Tick, fantastic. Everyone's happy. Well, I was happy. Um, (laughs) Goals achieved. And then what happens after that? I fall back into maybe some bad habits not keeping my health up because I've achieved my goal and, and the motivation level's down, 
you're saying, okay, John, 12 years ago, your theme should have been be a fit and healthy human being. One of those goals is complete an Ironman and then we continue on being a fit and healthy human being. Is that? Exactly right. Yep. Yep. So underneath health, you would have, you'd, you'd have a theme that says it's this kind of health. Yeah. So I say I want to be a memory, a present and memory-making father. Mm. Mm. Just saying that has an accountability. Mm. Just saying it forces me in a positive way to reflect on whether or not I'm doing it. Yeah. And then I get to think about what does that mean for the the, the time allotted to, to, to time with my kids. So, for example... Late last year, I have been talking to my daughter about this, but I asked her to, 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 to go out on a daddy date with me mm. and I said I was going to take her to a, a really special restaurant because I, I want to be a present. KFC. Memory-making father. <laughs> I, I said she had $9, but the thing she wanted was ten ninety five. I said, no. Um, <laughs> and so we're about two-thirds of the way through the, through the night and she just stopped me and she goes, Dad, my heart just did a flutter. <laughs> Oh, come on, you know, and I mean, that, that's it. Yeah. That's, and I go, you know, and I, I mean, what I want to say in this part of the conversation is tick, done, yeah. but that's not really what I mean. You know, no. what I mean is it makes you think about how this happens. Mm. Right? It makes you think about how we do it. Yeah, I, I just love the idea of this um, direction times termination because it gives us a bit of a, a – you know, it takes the pressure off ourselves because, you know, if I want to eat healthy or lose weight and I have a blowout, like end of last year, we're in Newcastle Row, we went and had ice cream. Mm. Yeah, probably probably shouldn't have had that because I was trying to be intentional. Mm. But it's okay to not be perfect at all times because I've got my direction. As long as you're continuing on that journey of, of reaching it. Yeah, so you're well, s- well again, this again, stay with that for a sec. Direction becomes important because if you go off track mm. and you don't have it, what do you what do you come back to? Yeah. If you are clear about it and it's yeah. in it's aspirational and inspiring, you can come back to it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so you're not giving yourself a free kick by just saying oh, I'll have ice cream. Oh, actually I'll have it. Every day now. Yeah. So I think it's just, yeah, that reference point of this is the direction I'm going. I do have intention mm. and there's a couple of goals that I'll try and pin in under that. And if and then it gives yourself a break. It's like, you know what? I had that goal of doing the marathon, didn't get there, but hey, friggin' ran three quarters of a marathon. Probably also the worst time to stop, isn't it? Almost at the end. <laughs> um, but let's move um, in the short time we've got. Talk to us about... Um, the other four points and maybe if you read the four points and then we'll put the link to the blog and you can maybe write about them briefly. So you read the four and we'll talk about what you think is the most important one. Look, the the, the five are themes are better than goals. Okay. Number two is tension priorities. Don't order them. That is all about deciding that it's okay to work and work hard. And then when you play, play hard. So don't get those things confused. When you've got to get things done, get them done and then take an appropriate amount of recovery time. So unequally weight your time based on what it is that you've got to get done. People think everything has to be allocated perfectly. It doesn't. So life's messy and, I and think that's okay. <laughs> absolutely. And I think this helps you do it. Yeah. I, I work all week, but on the weekends, I spend it with my family. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest example. Like a, a lot of listeners might be single or with a, with a partner. The family is the biggest juggling act of all with that, isn't it? Like if you've got a partner, play hard with them. Don't try and work while, you, while you're spending quality time with your partner. Mm. Mm. Don't mix business and pleasure <laughs> unless you're me. Pleasure is my business. <laughs> Or business is my pleasure. That's a little creepy. That's a creepy voice in 2021. Number three is how, okay? You've got to look back. So if you want to set direction, look back. What have you learned? We did that at the start. Look in. What are your convictions? What are you you dreaming about? And then look forward what's possible. Hmm. Number four is about measuring milestones. My, My most favorite imagery and metaphor around this is 
When I was at university, I walked across the high plains in the Victorian snowfields. It wasn't snowing. It was raining for a week. <laughs> but <laughs> we were so ready to get out of there. But what we did is on the days where visibility was really poor, we followed the snow poles. So we, did we have... Um, a, a goal yes we did we needed to get down into the valley and then climb back out and get to wallace hut but the way we measured it was the milestones of the snow poles and so those small steps along the way mm, um that's good and uh so that's measure milestones and goals and then i think this one is really useful the last one is what i call expect the big three and this is partly it flows into the determination piece you need to expect problems in the year that's ahead. Now, we didn't expect the year that's been, but we need to expect there to be some challenges and we need to expect the year that's ahead of us to cost us something. And if we know where we want to end up, that will be a price worth paying. And the way I say it is that if you're going to get stuck or go off track or quit or get confused or frustrated or disappointed, it's going to be one of these three big ideas. Number one is distraction. I've lost my way. Number two is disappointment. Something or someone has let me down. And number three is discouragement. It just feels too hard. Mm. And in the, the work that I do with people around this, I go, the antidote to distraction is actually stillness. To regroup and go, is this worth it? Is it what I want? Mm. Will I pay the price? Yeah. The antidote to disappointment is actually forgiveness. Or if it's, in a, if it's in a person, it's forgiveness. If it's in a thing, you just grieve the loss. And there was a lot of that last year. Mm -hmm. In the antidote to discouragement is perspective. People think it's encouragement. I don't think it is. I think it's perspective. Go up, mm. look back down and see that scene in the story of your life. Yeah. Look, I, I love those three Ds, but I actually love the solutions better. Right, stillness, forgiveness, perspective. You, you've got the ability to say, well, we all go through times where we're distracted. We all go through times where we're disappointed. We all go through times when we're discouraged. But how the hell do we get ourselves out of it to move forward? And I think that's the point when we're talking about reimagining the year where it's insufficient for us to say, everything's going to be okay. Mm. It's going to be just the best. Yeah. COVID's over. It's not a problem anymore. And you go, well, hang on. People are still going to be recovering. People are still addressing work from home. People are still addressing mental health issues. Expect there to be things that will dampen your direction and will really come up against your determination. Mm. What will you do when that happens? Yeah, love it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and I'm going to read some things that people put in the Facebook group at the end of last year about what their number one tip is for starting 2021 strong. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Okay, so I'm reading some comments in the Facebook group. Uh, this is Catherine. She said, celebrate what you've achieved in 2020. It's been a strange and difficult year. Acknowledge that goals may have shifted and that's okay. So, yeah, we've covered that. Like, it's okay if your goal may have shifted. Then think about what you've learned and how you want to improve. Uh, she said, I paid off my debt, yippee. So my goal for 2021 is to build up her emergency fund and start investing in my future. So she's really excited. So that's that's a good thing. It's like so it's that take stock, give yourself a break, and but have some direction. Yeah, some forgiveness there, isn't it? Well, I think it's that you know we talked about look back. What did you learn, and and how did it actually serve your future? 
And that takes intentionality. That's mm. the key. So that, that's fantastic report. I love it. Uh, Michael says, stop listening to mainstream media and begin critical thinking. And that's interesting from an investing point of view, isn't it? Very. It's like the stock market's crashing, the property market's this. Mm. Like, no, no, no. You have your strategy for your own life that is kind of external to what's going on. Like, yes, if there was another national lockdown for six months, yeah, sure, we can't control that, but we can set up our life. So, whether the news report says the share market, you know, tanked 20% or it didn't, it doesn't matter because our life direction and uh, vibe, for want of a better word, it isn't impacted on external factors. Nah, it's just ugly noise. It's that control what you can control. Uh, Nicola said, and this is handy, guys, start saving for Christmas 2021 and make a plan uh, with your learnings from 2020. So, it's this again, reflection, like kind of what we started the episode with, right? Like what did we learn and what do we want to see forward? Yeah, Ashley said uh, what she's learned from 2020 was make a plan and stick to it no matter what. So, that's, I think that's, if I can paraphrase what she said into your lens, Rowan, have that direction, have that reference point of this is the the direction and what's the other word you use? Determination. determination. No, no matter I, what is determination. I heard, I really heard yeah. that in yeah. uh, in in her commitment, and for her to be able to say that off the back of last year, yeah. that's uh, that is uh, made a good stock. That is good news. <laughs> well done. I'm impressed. Yeah. So. If there's two things that you can learn from this episode, it's direction, determination, mm. find your true north. What do you want this year to be? And then make some sub goals. Get the journal. Get the thoughts out of your mind. Part of the journal, John, it says, you know, write down some of these things and name three people that you can call. Mm. That's that good. You can say, hey, I want to keep you, I want you to be my accountability partner. Or buy two journals, send one to your friend and both go through it together. I might have to buy one. You might, John. I'll do you a good deal. Thanks. So, we might wrap it up there. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the first episode of this year. Uh, and we're really pumped for everything that this year is going to unfold for all of us. Uh, and thank you, Ro. I really, I think John hit it on the head during our break when he was just like the big three things, you've got to expect distraction. You've got to expect disappointment. You've got to expect discouragement. And it might not be all and all turned up to 80%, but there might be one area of your life where this distraction pops up or this discouragement pops up. So, what do you do with it? You have your fire extinguisher, which is your mindset, knowing when it pops up, zap it. So, Ro, talk to us about what you're doing this year particularly for those who you're somebody who leads someone else. How can you help? Yeah, such an important question. So we are having conversations with leaders, teams and organisations, well, more broadly than Australia. So it's really exciting. And our expertise is really in helping teams communicate and perform at a significantly higher level. And the way we do that is we firstly hold up the mirror, show people Incre- what incredible self-awareness looks like and then we let them look out the window and they and see what could be possible and so we're working with particularly leaders with people who report to them where they ne- where they know they need to improve the communication improve the kind of work that they're doing together improve the discussions that they have the decisions that they make the performance that they experience and be able to actually recognise each other's contribution and bring that out as best as they can. One of the phrases we teach is calling up is better than calling out. Mm. And so we are working with leaders and teams to help them see the incredible strengths that each person brings as an individual and turn that into a collective so that they can go further faster. Yeah, I love it. It's probably 
it's something that needs to be revisited often, doesn't it? No matter if you think you're on top of your game, it's a bit like getting a haircut. You've got to check in every now and again just to make sure we are on the right track. Well, it's the people business. And the thing that never goes away is that we're people, working with people, leading people in different circumstances. And so we really help leaders and teams recalibrate. We help them align and we really do help them function function more optimally. Yeah, and there's, there'll be a link in the show note to Rowan's world. And, you know, full disclosure, I've not got a horse in his race. Like, Rowan's a friend of the podcast. You know, he hasn't paid to come on. We're not getting clipped if he, you know, sells a consulting fee to a business. It's just when we see quality, we want to expose our community to these resources. Um, so, there you have it. John, you ready for a big year? I so am. Even more so now. Have you got anything planned for My Millennial Property, the podcast? Uh, Yeah, heaps. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like it. (laughs) I just can't disclose it right now. All right. Fair enough. But uh, look, it is going to be a massive year for property. And I said it last year, and I'm never more excited about the markets around the country now and not the big ones that people think they they should be in. Yeah. As in big markets. Yeah. It's going to be great. Mm. Thanks, guys, and I'll catch you in the Facebook group. Have a good week. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorised representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services licence 451289. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 